The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Columbia Academy, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Zion Christian Academy, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, Coach's Corner, Fast Stop Convenience Stores, Lee Company, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. Specializing in orthopedic injuries, their ortho-quick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit them online at mtbj.net. play chris and mo are talking about it yeah that's trash can juice speak for yourself for better or worse on southern middle tennessee sports today back to the lee company studio yep they're fans too here's chris and mo welcome back in six minutes past hour number two on your drive home now good evening it's thursday evening here at southern middle tennessee sports today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint, Chris Yao, Mopat, and J.P. Plant with you here on this beautiful throwback Thirsty Thursday. We're going to talk a little about the Nashville Sounds in this segment. We're going to talk a little bit about the Atlanta Braves, but first we're going to talk about our friends at Zion Christian Academy. This segment is brought to you by our friends at Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go tour their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731, and schedule your tour today. And now we talk about the fact that the Atlanta Braves have found themselves once again for the seventh time this season with a 500 record, 54-54 and with 54 games to play in the season. The Braves have won 27 games at home, 27 games on the road. They've lost 27 games at home and lost 27 games on the road. This team is nothing if not consistent. (laughs) That's that's pretty amazing. Uh, It really is. That's – I couldn't – I don't think that's – I wonder if that's ever happened before. I I, can't imagine. I cannot imagine. I can't. I can't. And if it has, my condolences to whomever was a fan of that team. Excuse me. It's funny. I was listening to the Braves pregame yesterday, and one of the guys on their pregame show said that basically Braves fans are where the majority of Major League Baseball fans reside the majority of the time. I mean, this last few years – has really been the anomaly in terms of, you know, following these Braves because they were in first place for the majority of last season and for most of the past few. This year they're really having to grind. And and every game is – every game matters, it, it feels right. like. And, and from that, you know, the point was – this is more real than than some of the other experiences that Braves fans have had. Just because the the every it's you don't know Braves uh, fans you never like, know Braves fans like me are 
we we don't understand mm-hmm. because I grew up. I mean, dude, I'm six years old in 1992. Okay, 91 to 2004 mm-hmm. or 2005, whenever the however long the Braves won the division, 14th straight. That's all I remember. Right. That's it. So this is like WT. Right. I'm like, fill in the blank. I, and then, you know, obviously we had a few years that, that 2007, 2008 stretch where we were grooming Brian McCann and mm-hmm. all those guys. You were kind of like, okay, well, the future's coming back. And then 2011 happens and then Field Fly and <laughs> all of those sorts of things. And then 2012 to 2015, where you're like, okay, what the crap? We've tried. We've got the Uptons. We've done, we've got Hayward. Now we've gotten rid of Hayward and all these things. Mm -hmm. You're like, why are we in such turmoil? And then surprisingly, they win the 18 in at least. Nobody expected them to win the 18 in at least. Everybody thought, well, the the Nationals are coming off Mm -hmm. a world championship. They're the favorite to win the NL East. That makes sense. And, until and, they didn't. Until they didn't. And now it's like, okay, this is where we're supposed to be. We're, you know, we're a really good team. We've won the division a couple of years in a row. Last year, we're, you know, a game away from the World Series. And then this year, you're like, all right, that team right there is all coming back, really. Mm-hmm. Let's roll. Let's roll. And then. Just absolute brutal. That was great. Can you tape that? I've been doing that for a long, long time. (laughs) That was was impressive. Yeah, so. um, Just fell off a cliff. It felt like Wiley Coyote. Like, we're just running in midair. And then, yeah. (laughs) So, this is tonight. As the Braves go into this game against the Cardinals, final game of the three-game series, they go in, as you said, at 54 and 54. 27 to 27 at home, 27 to 27 on the road. With 54 games to play. Yeah. <laughs> they go in. This is the seventh time this year that the Braves have been at 500. They have lost each of their previous six games in that situation. They um, they are 7 and 14 now in games to get to 500 with last night's 7-4 comeback victory. So, um, mediocrity, thou art the Braves? I mean, Yes. What? So, last night, the Braves get down 3-0 after that Arenado homer, mm-hmm. right? Tied up uh, on the backs of a sack fly from Vogt mm. and the two-run homer from Solaire. And then... Was Vogt was the four three? How did we get to the third run? Anyway, I don't remember. Whatever it was, we get up four three on the Vogt. Oh, it was uh, Solaire hit a home run. Solaire ties it with the home run. That's mm-hmm. what it was. So Solaire ties it with the home run. We get we go up four three, and then Chris Martin doesn't even look at the base runners, and they double steal, mm-hmm. killing me. Uh, and then they get a sack fly, and then they get the sack fly tied up. So that takes the that takes the win out of Richard Rodriguez. Rodriguez's hand and puts it into the guy who blew the game mm. yeah. <laughs> into his hand. But Blown save slash win for Chris Martin. Is what it is. 
Adam Duvall goes goes yard again. Uh, this guy has been just crazy good in clutch situations. Yeah, but, and and you know they have completely remade this outfield on the fly. And I mean, you you got to give Anthopolis some credit for that. Um, I still don't think Heredia is a bad guy to have around. I agree. I, I think the double last night. Willie doubles. I think um, Almonte is probably better in a reserve role, but I think he still gives you something. The problem with him is once Rosario gets back, he's got to go because you can't get rid of uh, you can't get rid of the other in, the only infielder you have, Adrianza, which is Adrianza. Right. So it's just unfortunate. Almonte is going to have to go down, and that's it is what it is. Go down, stay sharp, be ready because and if this season <laughs> if this season has shown you nothing else, you got to be ready. Y- y- you never know. But. You know, my point earlier was that it felt like the Braves they kind of they kind of clawed back, they get ahead, and then some unfortunate you know they get the unfortunate situation of the double steal and the sack fly, and it's like crap. This team can't catch a break. And I texted you and I said it feels like if the Braves ever get over that hump, it's going to be downhill. It they're just going to roll. And I really feel like this is the schedule. And the time that they can do that. And, and it's funny because, again, I was listening to the pregame show last night on our sister station, 103.7 WKRM-FM. Yes, you As can you can too. do tonight yeah. at 6 o'clock. And, and they were saying basically that same thing, that this is the time. And going through the brave schedule over the next week, 10 days, two weeks, and looking at the Met schedule over that same period of time, that's nothing but Dodgers and Giants and Dodgers and Giants. And – which is why we're no longer chasing the Mets. We're chasing the Phillies who get the Mets this weekend. So let's let them beat up on each other and make up some ground. The Braves can do that. Uh, if if the Mets and Phillies were to somehow, you know, split. split over the next four days, however that happens, then the Braves are right there for the taking to take the lead in the NL East, especially even though you've got Cincinnati, it's at least at home. You got to go on the road to Washington and Miami, but both of those teams sold at the deadline. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, of course, Alex Jackson's going to hit a couple bombs off of us, but that's neither here nor sure. there. <laughs> that's, that's par for the course. Yeah. But other than that, this is—it just feels like, you know, they're the the little engine that could that needed to get to the top of the hill, and now that they're there and they have a an opportunity with this Cardinals team and Wade LeBlanc, who's zero and two with a four one seven ERA, he, and he's got to be at least. 38 years old. Right. So this is the time to get over that hump. And once you do, man, just go downhill from there. And if you can roll off like they used to do back in those days where they'd win 14 out of 16 or whatever, Mm -hmm. and you suddenly find yourself seven, eight games ahead in the NL East, it's over. Yep. Yep. Tuki Toussaint gets the start tonight for the Braves in this 7-15 matchup against the Cardinals. He of the one and two record with the four seven six ERA and it's probably thrown better than those numbers indicate. So Well, well yeah, he, that's yeah, that's just a poor indication. I mean he 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 had two just absolute dominant performances when he came back. Uh last time out wasn't great, but still serviceable. Absolutely. I mean it was a bad start, and he still only has a four seven six ERA. 
in three decisions. So. Right. Give us this damn Braves history. August 5th, 1967. Pinch hitter Charlie Lyle's ninth inning bases loaded grounder forces Hank Aaron at the plate, but a throwing error scores Joe Torre from second base with the eventual game winner as the Braves edge the host Chicago Cubs 2-1. Clint Boyer's, Cleet Boyer's, excuse me, solo homer in the seventh off Fergie, Fergie Jenkins tied the game after the host scored in the second. Both Jenkins and Phil Necro went the distance with Necro striking out 10 and scattering six hits in the victory. Clint Boyer. Clint. Not the rest. My, not, no, no, the no, no, not, not the not the NASCAR guy. <laughs> Cleet. Cleet Boyer. Yeah. I like his name. Yeah. I like his name. So. There you go. And as we told you earlier, it is Throwback Thursday at First Horizon Park. Nashville Sounds 46 and 34 taking on the Mud Hens of Toledo, 45 and 34. Aaron Ashby goes to the bump with a 5 and 4 record, 495 ERA. Much of his ERA was thrashed when he was in the bullpen. So don't don't even look at that. He goes against Logan Shore tonight, who's two and two with a four 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 ERA. Split last night mm-hmm. in the nine fifteen game two start time. Nine fifteen. I told y'all it was gonna be late. Yeah, you were right. Five two they lost in the opener, won the second game eleven seven. Um after starting at nine fifteen they had a couple of five run innings. <laughs> Five in the second, five in the sixth. They needed to get uh, warmed up. I guess. Yeah. They like it when it's late, man. They hit better at 9 o'clock at night, whether it's the start of the game or the end of one. There they just go. like that 9 o'clock hour. There you go. There you go. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for this segment, which is brought to you by Zion Christian Academy. When we come back, we've got David Beauclair, who's going to talk a little NFL. He's uh, the Titans and NFL writer for SI.com. I think he's a, a publisher of si.com according to his twitter bio so that's kind of a big deal uh he'll talk a little nfl hall of fame game tonight a little trade rumor circling around stick around southern middle tennessee sports day presented by mid tennessee bone and joint right back after this fast stop markets is a full service family-owned convenience store chain located in 14 locations throughout middle and west tennessee for those in our listing area, you can find them in Columbia, Centerville, Lawrenceburg, Spring Hill, Dixon, and White Bluff. Fast Stop partners with wholesale fuel brands like Shell, Marathon, and Exxon, delivering a consistent customer experience that is fast, friendly, and clean. If it's not already, it will soon become your go-to store to shop in town or on the road. Fast Stop Markets is proud to be keeping you moving in Tennessee. to the two-tone blue covering the teams you care about it's only on southern middle tennessee sports today live from the lee company studio with the hall of famer mo Patton. here's chris yow welcome back in to southern middle tennessee sports day presented by mid tennessee bone and joint middle of hour number two on this thursday edition of the show thank you guys for hanging out with us wkom 1017 fm w ZYX 94.5 The Eagle down in Winchester and 
Cowan and Deckard and Estill Springs and Huntland and everywhere else that's in Franklin County. Thank you guys so much for listening. We do appreciate you. Seth Chapman on Facebook, thanking us for talking a little baseball. And Seth, every day we talk about it for better or worse. We're going to talk about the Braves. It just is what it is. Let me give you the rest of this story. (laughs) Seth Chapman's dad, Danny Chapman, was my driver's ed teacher. Oh, dear. Yeah. So me and Seth go way back. Sorry, Seth. Appreciate you listening, Seth. Thinking about you. Now we get a chance to talk a little National Football League as the Hall of Fame game is tonight featuring the Dallas Cowboys, which is the Dak Prescott lists Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, well, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, I mean, they get an extra preseason game, I think, because of the Hall of Fame game. So, And he's still nursing that shoulder injury. But they take on the... The Steelers, Pittsburgh Steelers. Black and yellow, black and yellow. Former, formerly my favorite team in the NFL. Hmm. Well, I mean, it, Birmingham, Pittsburgh of the South. I didn't really have a team, had friends in Pittsburgh, so I was like, eh, you know. But I've adopted my new hometown team. Well, that's probably a good thing because our next guest is from Philadelphia, so... You don't want to give him a reason to hate you before you even talk to him. <laughs> David Beauclair of SI.com joining us here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports. Mr. Beauclair, good afternoon. Mo, Mo how evening. are you? And I've, I've, been out, I've been out of Philly a long time. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm more a Southerner now these days. Uh, I'll tell you what, if, if, this, if this was the mid to late 70s, that'd be a hell of a game tonight, wouldn't it? <laughs> wouldn't it? Right? Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, I mean, even even for a preseason game, people would be going crazy for that if uh, if if it was about forty years ago. But. Yeah, and and this one, it 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 hardly moves the needle. I mean, I I didn't realize until I got up and started checking Twitter today that the game was even today. I mean, Same. it literally just kind of snuck up on us here, DB. Um, how how does that happen? First of all, yeah, I I, I think. Uh, you know, I did the same thing. I was, I knew the game was coming up. I actually was thinking it was this weekend, but I, I think, I think, you know, we went a year last year with no preseason games and, you know, honestly, how many people missed them? I, I you know, the, a lot of folks are excited. Yeah. It's football tonight. Yeah. You're going to tune in. I, I don't think anybody's going to, going to watch that game from start to finish. You're, you're going to watch, uh, you're either going to watch early to see what kind of players, you know, are playing, or you're going to tune in for 10 minutes just to watch a little football. But, but I mean, did anybody really miss preseason football last year? I, I know I, I didn't probably in the in, in the big picture. So that that's why I think uh, you know, it, it, like everything else, you know, COVID sort of changed our perspective on things. It's not like people had a love affair with preseason football as it was, and and now I I, I think there's probably even more of a sense than ever that that people could live without preseason NFL football if they were if they were to do away with it altogether. David, I'm the weird guy who is an FCS football fan, so the only time I get to hear names I know are in the third and fourth pre-season. quarter of the preseason. So, yeah. so I, I, I'm watching the game start to finish because, well, I'm, I know those guys, and I'm curious as to which ones are going to you know, play okay. well enough to get roster spots. But I am definitely the outlier, so I, I certainly understand that sentiment for sure. 
Again, David Beauclair of SI.com with us here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. David, again, tonight's Hall of Fame game kicks off the Hall of Fame weekend, and two classes will be inducted this weekend, which really is going to make Saturday a long day in Canton. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I guess I guess it will, and uh, you know, it, we're, we're, it seems like we're uh, we're hitting an age in the NFL too, where it, it almost feels like the classes aren't big enough year to year. There's there's guys now every year where you feel like you know, God, they you know, this guy should be in there now too, and that that guy should be in there. But uh, you know, obviously the uh, you know the big one everybody is excited about. I guess. Uh, you know Peyton Manning, right? Is is that the? Uh, I don't even. I don't remember. He's going in this year. He's part of this year's class, not last year's class. Is that right? That's correct. Peyton Manning is yeah. in this year's class, along with Calvin Johnson. Of course, Charles Woodson and Peyton Manning are going into the <laughs> Hall of Fame together because, of course, um, yeah, John Lynch. You know, I've, I've 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 talked about that. It, it's really interesting to me because the 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 Peyton Manning Charles Woodson debate will never ever 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 die because they were both fantastic that year right mm-hmm. and you would say and you could say you could say well the, you know the, the Heisman Trophy is not about who's the best NFL prospect but if one had had a significantly better NFL career than the other then then that side could have said well see you know we told you Charles Woodson was better than Peyton Manning or you, you see we told you Peyton Manning was better than Charles Woodson should have won but they were both just insanely good as NFL players too right I mean like there's there's never going to be another Heisman Trophy race or debate like like the Peyton Manning Charles Woodson one. It is it is it, it it's an, it's unbelievable to me how that how that thing worked out. And so of course again they're going That's into the I'm, Hall of Fame. They together. could they yeah. couldn't have given Peyton just one year before Charles just to you know even it up. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's it's just it it that, that again like there's just there's just nothing. Nothing significant to separate these guys in terms of in terms of their their performance, their greatness, their their notoriety. It, it's just uh, it's just, you know, and of course Peyton Manning's greatest sin will always be that he was so far and away the favorite going into that season that everybody basically spent that entire season looking for who else they might you know they they should be looking at, and and Charles Woodson emerged with a with a one-of-a-kind year that way but uh you know that's uh that, i guess that'll that'll go down as pretty much the only thing peyton manning never accomplished in football well other than beating florida <laughs> yeah that's so, right two things forgive me yeah if he had beaten florida he <laughs> might have won, won it. it yeah exactly um also going in in this class of 2021 john lynch alan fanica drew pearson it's about time um right tom flores and Bill Nunn, as a contributor, um, long-time, long-time scout for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, again, the class of 2020 also being inducted. And I don't know if I want to read this entire list, but Bill Cower and Jimmy Johnson. Um, <laughs> that's Is that why Pittsburgh and Dallas are playing in this game? That could be. That could be. <laughs> because, I, hey, yeah, that's whew. right. Yeah. And um, Isaac Bruce from Memphis State. Going in this year as part and also of the, the 1999 Super Bowl champion. Yeah, well, we're we're not going to talk about that. But, um, it's a it's a star studded induction class between these two years for sure. Um, David, we wanted to talk a little bit about 
you know, the, the Hall of Fame weekend, but also there was a tweet that I saw last night that I really kind of wanted to get somebody's input on, and I think given your Philadelphia background, you might be able to weigh in a little bit. Okay. Um, Deshaun Watson to the Eagles? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, there there was a bit of a buzz about that, and it's it sort of been, it's it sort of been quashed a little bit just by the fact that no one has followed that. You, you know, it, it's uh, like, like you think about what happened a couple weeks ago when the Houston Chronicle reported that uh, Texas and, and Oklahoma were talking to the SEC, and then within no time, you know, ESPN and, and other folks were, were suddenly reporting the same thing, and and what have you and this you know this was a uh, this was a tweet from what cbs sports last night i think and nobody has has really followed it up other than to say well yeah there's been some discussions but it it you know nothing it, it, it the sense is that nothing is imminent it i mean it feels like deshaun watson has to get out of houston you know whatever whatever becomes of his legal entanglement it, it it there's just there's just a bad taste there now and and everything else that has gone on with that franchise that you know that that franchise is is sort of trying to get a fresh start and I think they wanted to get a fresh start building around Deshaun Watson but I, I don't know that I don't know that they're going to be able to do that there you know it everybody just sort of looks at him a little differently and and like I say regardless of what happens I think they will continue to look at him a little differently down there. And, and, you know, franchise executives are, are probably asking themselves, we want this guy to be the face of our franchise and, and what have you. So it, it feels like, it feels like he, he needs, you know, he needs to get the trade that he apparently wants. And, uh, you know, whether it's the, the Philadelphia or somewhere else, I, I guess it's going to happen. I, you know, the Eagles thing is surprising to me because, you know, they, they've committed themselves to Jalen Hurts. I, I, I think Jalen Hurts is a is a terrific sort of presence, a terrific leader. I, I, you know, I, I don't know. I'm still not sold on the fact that he can be a Super Bowl winning quarterback, but but he sure showed me a lot last year, more than I would have expected from him in his rookie season. And uh, it it seems like it seems like it'd be an odd move to sort of pivot away from from Jalen Hurts, who by all accounts is a, a person of impeccable character right now too, and uh, and and take on Deshaun Watson as as insanely talented as he is, but the the baggage that he's going to bring with him in a trade like that. And that's my thing, David. I mean, the fact that someone is looking at trading for Deshaun Watson, given everything that he's got going on off the field, isn't the question whether he's going to be able to play for anybody? Yeah, I mean, if if you if you if you make that move, you're you're you know you're you're thinking more long term than short term. You're hoping he can play this year. Um, if not, you know, I I think you're gambling that he's he's not going to be sent to prison for five years or whatever it you know whatever it's going to be. But uh, it it's such a it's such a murky situation. The the way the way the whole thing has the, the way the way the whole thing is played out, and the fact that you know none of none of his accusers went to the police, is is discouraging to me, and and causes me to to question a little bit. The fact that there are so many accusers and that their stories are similar, and and the fact that you know Deshaun Watson apparently is finding 
masseuses off of Craigslist is confounding to me and, and makes it makes the situation look terrible. I mean, you know, Mo, I mean, athletes at, at elite athletes at any level are, are insanely particular mm-hmm. about what they do and, and how they do it and who they do it with. And, and I can, I cannot imagine that Deshaun Watson, the football player, thinks it's a really good idea to just have random masseuses tending to his his muscles. Out, you know, like that. That to me is the red flag of all red flags. Yep, you you get those things in the clubhouse typically. I mean, that's that that's that's available to you. Just you just or gotta you, ask. If you're Deshaun Watson and all the money he's made, you have. You have your your own personal masseuse who you have on retainer, and, right. and they're at your beck and call. And and if if you if if you're laying in bed at, at midnight on a Tuesday, and all of a sudden you have back spasms, you know you pick up the phone, you call that person, and and they come over. Like it, it you you don't trust yourself, you don't trust your body to to just some random person online. It, when it, your body that, is how you make your living, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean it. it, it that's that's the thing that that you know in this you know in this whole thing where you want to you want to look at both sides and everybody's innocent until they're proven guilty. That is the thing that that really has me going. Boy, Deshaun Watson, you know he's in some trouble here. Yeah, you know, David, as you continue to look at the situation implode in Houston, you look at the injury situations in Indianapolis with Quentin Nelson and Carson Wentz and and. And Darius Leonard, you look at Jacksonville being Jacksonville. I mean, if you are a Tennessee Titans fan, you got to feel pretty good about where you're at in terms of the AFC South right now, do you not? You're loving life. I, I you <laughs> know, Mo. If if you asked me six weeks ago, I, I would have told you the the Titans are the second best team in the division. They're you know they're they're looking up at Indianapolis. Their their best bet is to is to sneak in as one of the wild card teams this year and, and see what you can do in the playoffs. Then they trade for Julio Jones and you go, well, you know what? Their <laughs> receiving core was, was one of the big question marks I've had. And they not only, they not only got a guy, they got the a guy. spectacular guy, right? Yeah. And you go, okay, now it looks like a, a coin flip. You got a two horse race there. It's, uh, it's the Titans and it's the Colts and, uh, and the you know the Texans and Jaguars can do whatever they're going to do in in the other half of the division. Now all of a sudden you, you you take Carson Wentz and Quentin Nelson out of the equation for five to twelve weeks, whatever the number is. All of a sudden it's possible. You know you look at the schedule. Titans and the Colts play twice in the first eight weeks of the season. It's possible the Titans could face the Colts both times this year without either one of those guys. And then all of a sudden you're saying it it looks like the Titans should be able to sweep that series right mm-hmm. and uh and, and i mean at the at the very worst you're thinking you're going five and one probably six and oh in the division you go six and oh in the division you're you know you're winning that thing no question and that's i, I think if you're a titans fan that's that's probably you're probably feeling that way right now like this is this is all you know not that not that you root for guys to get hurt but this is all really really good news for the titans the way the way things have gone here lately. You almost have to wonder, did John Robinson, <laughs> did Mike Vrabel, or did John Robinson and Mike Vrabel go down to the crossroads together? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because, you know, now now we'll see. Let's, you know, let's, let's be honest. You know, 
one of the uh, you know the naysayers on the Julio Jones trade. Well, he's he's going to be the seventh oldest wide receiver in the league. He's coming off an injury plague season. You know, I, I've seen people say he's got three years on left on his contract. If the Titans get one good year out of him, they should consider themselves lucky. And then here we saw him on Monday, the first day he's involved in team drills at practice, and uh, a couple of snaps in, he goes down. It wasn't an awkward fall. It wasn't a weird collision. It wasn't anything. He just he just ends up going down after an incomplete pass. Doesn't get up right away. Talks to the trainers. Trainers end up taking him inside. We have not seen him on the practice field the last two days. And, and Mike Rabel said yesterday, you know, we're going to be really conservative with him between now and the, and the start of the regular season. And, and basically said, there'll be some days he practices a lot of days he doesn't. So, you know, if, if, if you were, if you were worried about Julio Jones being injury prone, breaking down, whatever term you want to use you you certainly don't feel any better about that right now. Right. And today, David, on top of everything else, Matt Barkley joins the yeah. Titans. Well, it, you know, I, I wrote it, Mo. It's uh, you know Logan Woodside. You know, we keep saying what you know. It, how is this guy the number two? What you know? What when can the Titans get better at that spot? Logan Woodside just keeps you know just keeps batting these guys away apparently. And yeah. and it's funny because during uh, you know during OTAs and mini camps, the the practices we were allowed to see. You know, Deshaun Kaiser was one of the guys. I watched fairly closely because I wanted, you know, I wanted to see him, you know, I'd seen him, you know, I'd watched him on TV, obviously at Notre Dame when, when he played there, it, you know, he, he was obviously terrible with the Browns on a terrible Browns team as a rookie in 2017, hasn't played an NFL regular season game since 2018. But, uh, but I thought, you know, I want to, I want to see this guy and he had a, he had a much better arm than I thought. And, you know about his athleticism and I thought you know this is going to be a really really interesting little training camp battle you 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 know you don't get a lot of really genuine training camp battles in the NFL these days but I thought uh, I thought backup quarterback was going to be one of them and then you know I watched Kaiser last week when you had the full roster together and you're going 11 11 and and he looked uh, he looked really indecisive far too often you know just just standing there holding the ball can't find the receiver open you know sometimes when he made throws he he made some terrible throws and and pretty quickly you you just started thinking this this is no contest I mean Logan Woodside's the number two Deshaun Kaiser is the number three and and now you know Kaiser is out at number three you you try Matt Barkley and uh, you know this is a guy who's been in the league since 2013 has has been on the field for 19 regular season games has thrown twice as many interceptions as he has touchdown passes, it's 22 to 11, you know, I mean, so is, is this a guy you're excited about to, you know, saying, well, here's a veteran presence who can come in and, and back up Ryan Tannehill, or do you just say, you know, Logan, Logan Woodside's a, a young guy who, uh, who, you know, sooner or later is going to have to get some, uh, get some playing experience and uh, has done nothing at this point. To, to make anyone say he's not going to deserve that opportunity when it comes. I, I think that's kind of, you know, at the, the number three spots, you can kind of just let that be a rotating revolving door until you find somebody who can be at least comparable to your number two. Right. I mean, that's, that's the way it goes. Well, in, in well, in this day, Chris, too, in, in this day and age with COVID and the COVID protocols, uh, you know, my guess is what the you know what you're looking for is 
is somebody who can be your quarantine quarterback, gotcha. which is to say he's not going to be at practices. He's he's going to be in meetings via Zoom and, and, and that sort of thing. So So you want somebody who at least has some kind of experience, who knows what an NFL offense is, sure. who's been in a bunch of those meetings and, and has had his practice time and, and all those sorts of things. So, it, you know, it, it, in that regard, it has to be really, of, you know, if, if, you, if you have somebody as inexperienced as Logan Woodside at number two, then your, your number three in this case has to be a, uh, a, an experienced guy, whether it's, whether it's great experience or not, it, it has to be experienced because <laughs> – I, I think every team in the league saw what happened to the Denver Broncos, whatever week it was yeah. last year, and and no one wants to repeat that. So I would I would imagine everybody's going to have a quarantine quarterback this year. That makes a lot of sense, David Beauclair, SI dot com. Thanks for taking some time with us today, man. We really appreciate it and the insight that you have given us. Hey, I'm happy to do it anytime, gentlemen. All right, David Beauclair, SI.com, joining us on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today. When we come back, we're going to talk about some broadcast team news. Fox, which is broadcasting the game tonight, uh, have announced their NFL crews. A new analyst on ESPN will tell you who it is when we come right back. Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company, call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. show you've always wanted it's southern middle tennessee sports today from preps to pros live from the lee company studio with the hall of famer mo Patton. here's chris yow welcome back in southern middle tennessee sports today presented by mid tennessee bone and joint 12 11 minutes to the top of the hour it flipped right when i said it 11 minutes to the top of the six o'clock hour as we wind down hour number two on this Thursday edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint in the Lee Company Studio. Happy to have you guys with us on WKOM 1017 FM, WZYX 94.5 The Eagle. Don't forget, stick around after our show if you're in Winchester for the Sports Mix with Will Davis, 6 to 7 every Tuesday and Thursday. So he's going to give you plenty of sports talk. And you're definitely going to want to hear it. Mixing it up. Mixing up. 
all the sports. <laughs> I wonder if he, I was going to say, Mick, yeah, the, like Atlanta. Like, like the Braves like used the to Braves. do. Yeah, they yeah. used to. Sad day. Time to talk a little broadcasting news as we get set for to the first broadcast of the football season tonight. Yeah. Um, came across this earlier today. Scrolling through Twitter as I am wont to do. Um, Fox Sports announced their broadcasting pairings for the upcoming NFL season earlier this week. Um, the top Sunday broadcast team will be <laughs> Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that um, was a lot of suspense there, huh? Um, Aaron Andrews will be the reporter for the pairing, while Tom Rinaldi joins the trio for all of Fox's America's Game of the Week broadcast. Buck Aikman Andrews will call Thursday night games for Fox, and Christina Pink will be the second reporter for those games. Um, Kevin Burkhart will be paired with former Carolina Panthers tight end Greg Olson. Um, I think that was announced back at the first of the year. Pam Oliver will be their regular sideline reporter. He's uh, been meh. Burkhart? Burkhart or Olsen? I know, Olson. Oh, I was going to say Burkhart, I think is great. No, Olson just, he wasn't good. That's, somebody clearly begs to differ. I I mean, everybody's I, searching for Romo. Everybody's that's, that's searching for Romo. They're searching, that was lightning in a bottle. It really was. And you're and, not going to get and, that anytime soon. You know, he, as much as I hated to admit it, he <laughs> really has been good. But yeah, Very good. But everybody's looking for that. And, you know, I'm just not – I don't know that a tight end necessarily is that. But, you know, we'll see. Um, Adam Amin and Mark Schlereth and Kenny Albert and Jonathan Vilma, another ex-Miami guy. That sounds like a good team. I love Amin. <laughs> I'm a big fan of Adam Amin. So. Well, and Schlereth, I think, is really good. And then, again, Albert and Vilma will be another duo. Shannon Spake um, will be the reporter for Amin and Schlereth. Either Lindsay Zarnack or former News 2 sports anchor Sarah Walsh will be the reporter for Albert and Vilma. So, um Chris Myers has a new partner, though it's a familiar face to both him and NFL on Fox viewers, Daryl Moose Johnston, who worked with Burkhart last year following Charles Davis's departure to CBS. Um, Jennifer Hale will be on the sidelines for Myers and Moose. Um, Kevin Kugler's partner will be <laughs> Mr. Butt Fumble himself, Mark Sanchez. Oh, wow. <laughs> following Chris Spielman's exit from the booth last year and into the Detroit Lions front office. Laura Oakman will be the reporter with that pair. And then Gus and Johnson he... is back. Oh, I. Um, nice. Calling in those crowded weeks for Fox um, with Akib Tlaib. And Megan Olivi will be the sideline reporter for those games. Gus still doing college too, right? He's I, I assume so. The, the big noon game, I think. I hope so. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mike Pereira, Dean Blandino will work as rules analysts. Joe Davis will get some play-by-play work over the season. 
pregame Fox NFL Sunday remains Kurt Menefee, Terry Bradshaw, Jimmy Johnson, Howie Long, Michael Strahan, and insider Jay Glazer. Um, Fox NFL kickoff. Let's see. Tony Gonzalez left Fox last month and will be replaced by Charles Woodson. Um, Clarissa Thompson will host that along with Colin Cowherd, Cooper Manning, Peter Schrager, Michael Vick, and Dave Wanstead. So mm. that's everybody that's working for Fox on football this year. They did not give us the pairings for CBS, but we all we, we know all, number one. We all know number one. <laughs> You're gonna get Nancy Sims. Yeah. Um after that. Who knows? Who really knows? Tiki Barber, pretty good. I think CBS has their um their football seminar coming up next week. Charles Davis is great. Yeah, he'll be on. Did did he he did some NFL last year, didn't yes. he? Yes. Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I I loved it when Davis was with Burkhart. I thought that was a fantastic, fantastic he's, team. He's fantastic. Yep. He's just a good dude too. So is he still doing Titans pregame? I hope so. Yeah. It's the only reason to watch. Um. Yeah, so we don't know CBS's pairings just yet, but probably similar to last season. On ESPN. You said Nance and Sims. You meant Nance and Romo. I, I did. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, Sims is on NBC, right? Yeah. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> well, the younger, the younger Sims. Yeah. Chris. Chris. Phil. Is on the pregame, or at least he was. I assume he still is. Chris is on Sunday night. Mm -hmm. Um, He's on in the studio. Correct with Florio and not a fan. Anyway, college football got a new analyst as Robert Griffin the third RG three has agreed to a new deal that will. Potentially spell the end of his football career, although he did have a part of his contract, a clause in his contract that allows him to go back to the NFL if they so choose to sign him to a contract. I like Jay Cutler, I guess, without the clause. <laughs> I guess. Um, but the former Heisman Trophy winner out of Baylor signed a multi-year deal to join ESPN as a college football and NFL analyst, according to Adam Schefter. Uh, he will call a weekly ESPN ABC college game and contribute to ESPN's coverage of college football playoffs, Super Bowl, and other major events. Um, this is this is solid. I think RG three again. Quarterbacks typically make really good analysts. It's, they typically, just, they understand the game. I don't typically. know if I've heard him point. much. I don't know that I've heard him much I, either. It's a big it's unknown. Just... I mean, you know, I'll be anxious to see how he is. I, I hope he's good. Yeah. I feel like, you know, he probably will have every every positive of being a quarterback. But also, I mean, I feel, you know, quarterbacks are typically smart. I mean, if you get to the NFL and you play at the NFL level, you've, you have some sort of intelligence level that they really like. So, I think that's pretty great. And I, he's going to be really good. I got a feeling. So, I'm excited to hear it. And and I think also the persistence that he has shown in trying to 
maintain a professional career with everything that he's had to deal with, you know, the knee injury and the injuries. Yeah. And the Mike Shanahan and everything else. I I think, I I think he's going to be good in this phase of his career. I, I really hope so. Like you said, I hope he is. And looking forward to hearing him. If he ends up on any games that we're able to watch, I assume that you know ESP, ESPN Plus and that sort of thing or whatever. You did can, they say who he would be with in the booth? Did not. I don't even know that he would be in the booth. I assume he will be, but I don't know. I think he. I think he's going to be better with the college game. I agree. Than he is with the pro game, and I don't know why I think that, but I do. Well, he was better on the field in the college game than the pro game. He was on the field more. Yeah, <laughs> in college than he was as a pro, and that's not anything. Again, not anything that he done other than, you know, he got hurt. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. Um, that's gonna do it. No, we're you not got, done. You got, you got something? I, I got one more because Go. scrolling through Facebook, there is a meme. Steve Spurrier on on Texas joining the SEC to go back to our clip. If you're going to struggle in the Big 12, might as well struggle in the SEC. Amen. (laughs) He ain't wrong, Bill. He ain't wrong. Leave it to Spurrier. Leave it to Spurrier. I'll leave everything to Spurrier. He's fantastic. All right. That's going to do it for this Thursday edition of the show. Don't forget, WZYX listeners. Stick around. Will Davis, Sports Mix Live, coming right up after us. For those of you on WKOM, switch to WKRM. Braves pregame right now. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. We bid you farewell for Mo Patton, J.P. Plant. I'm Chris Yao saying have a fantastic evening and stay cool, Columbia. Thank you for listening to the Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast brought to you by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. If you'd like to hear us live each and every weekday, tune in from 4 to 6 p.m. on WKOM 101.7 FM in Columbia. Also visit www.sm-tnsports.com for the most comprehensive and timely coverage of high school sports in and around Southern Middle Tennessee. 